Hey, this is Matt. Hey, this is Joe. Hey, this is Mark. From Reigns. And you're listening to Tobin Tonight. I want to welcome you guys, number one, to the podcast, Tobin Tonight. I am here in Canada. I know you guys have all different backgrounds, one from UK, two from the States. Uh, we'll get into a little bit about the story there, but this is this is the hard-hitting question I want to start off with. Dunkaroos. Love Do you know them. what Dunkaroos are? <laughs> Absolutely. I love Dunkaroos. I've never yeah. had them. Is it, like, hang on, is it like a, a little breadstick you dunk in? Oh, no, it's not. What is it? It's like so. It's like a cookie that has like a rainbow kind of um, cream to it. Like a, think of it like a like a, a cake almost. The icing is like cake icing, and it's like a stick, like a I don't know, like a cracker. I grew up on these, and then I found that they were in our our Sobies, and I was like, yes, immediately buying these. <laughs> I like and the then, chocolate uh, Dunkaroos. Chocolate ones are good as well. I yeah. I I had these hidden in my room because I knew my niece and nephew would like them, and we just dropped her off to um, dance, and she was like, uh, Brian, and I was like, Yeah, Mal. She was like, Where'd you get the Dunkaroos to? I was like, Fuck. <laughs> I was like, Didn't hide them well enough, and then I told her, and then I was like, You could have taken like in my mind because we're already left the house. She's we're not going back. I was like, Oh, Molly, you could have taken one, but if she had to take one, I would have been like, You brat. <laughs> you bring that back have you guys like have different uh have you guys been to canada at all yeah uh, well you haven't been have you i've been or? i've been to montreal airport that's as okay <laughs> in canada so, so no i could tell you're from i mean i knew already but i could tell once you started talking you are a true canadian yes is it the accent just just there's a few little inflections like when you say like out and stuff there's a bit more yeah. of a out you know that, that's um, fair I'm, I mean, him and I are from North Dakota. He doesn't count because he doesn't really have an accent. But <laughs> when I'm home, my accent really starts flying. So there's pockets in Canada where it's different accents. Like I'm from Newfoundland. So oh. it's the, the Irish kind of comes out every now and again. Oh, cool. uh, I, I remember having a roommate from BC. So it's the other part of Canada completely. And she told me, I'm not picking up on your accent at all. I was like, give it time. My mom <laughs> called like two days after I moved in. And she was just like, Brian, like your life's a mess. What are you doing in university? And, wow. and then, and then I was, and then the walls are like paper thin. So I was like, butter, I'm trying my best up here to do what I'm doing. Like, you gotta leave me alone. And then immediately girl comes out from the room. Now I know you're from Newfoundland. I got the accent. And I'm like, yes, it comes out when I'm mad. <laughs> wow. That was yeah. seamless. If you get me in a game of Mario Kart and I'm losing bad, that's when it comes out. <laughs> It'll just be like, it goes from like, hey, Bradley, want to jump on Mario Kart? He's like, absolutely. I'd be like, oh, I'm in first place. This is great. Next minute, motherfucker, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? <laughs> I don't like that at all. It goes off to you. But that's enough about me. I want to start with you guys. Tell me a little bit about how you formed this band. I know you have mentioned it, but two of you are from North Dakota. Now, judging a little bit of the bio, I think you have probably a more interesting story than this guy just thought I was really cool and... He was like, yeah, I want to hang out with you. Because that sounds okay. super, that sounds lame to me, man. If I went up to someone in university and said, hey, you look cool, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here, dweeb. <laughs> okay. He had been living in like LA and then Phoenix and he decided he wanted to go back to college. So he transferred to a university in our home state of North Dakota. And I saw this dude who looked dope. And I'm a, I'm a pretty outgoing guy and 
I was like, I got to inter- introduce myself. Like I just had to, we just had this vibe that drew me towards him, which not a lot of people I guess did. And I yeah. went up to him and I'm pretty sure I talked in a Matthew McConaughey accent, which yep, at true. the time I thought it'd be charming. Not at all. <laughs> and flash forward that, that was the initial like contact that we had. We didn't really hang out until a few years later, a couple years later. And Something was bringing us together. I don't know what that was, but it was bringing us together. And we started doing some music together. I guess you could say jamming, even though we both did not like the jam. I was not the jamming type. You weren't either. I'm not, yeah. Matt had been writing songs for, at that time, about 13 years. This was in the end of, this was like end of 2015, beginning of 2016. And we started going out to LA and kind of getting on the scene in that way. And we wanted to really take this music project further. And we didn't have a beautiful, handsome lead singer yet. And we both can sing, but not like you need to. And take it from here. Yeah, well, so yeah, that that's, is exactly what happened. And to be honest, bro, I was like, when Joe came up and introduced himself, I was a little bit like, who, who is this person? Like, what's, why are you doing this? Um, but yeah, uh, like Joe said, yeah, we started, um, you know, playing together, uh, and then yeah, needed a, needed a singer, uh, who was better than, than Joe and myself. So this is the, the weirdest part of the story is just that we were like, he's looking for a na- needle in a haystack, right? Cause like we had no idea if the person we wanted even like existed, but after, what was it, Joe, like a month yeah. or so looking through like Instagram, Craigslist ads, just like, you know, band, musician pages and all this stuff. I actually came across, scrolled across a video of Mark playing like a a cover that was, it was like on some vocal feature page. I showed Joe right away and I was like, this guy is perfect. Like he's ideal for, you know, what we want, but he was in England. So I was trying not to get my hopes up, but I messaged Mark and I, you know, kind of explained the situation and he got back to me right away and was like, yeah, I'm interested. Wow. But I actually was like, well, I, I, you double texted me because I didn't respond. I did. Yeah. So I, my side of the story is I'm over in, in the UK doing music on my own. And I'm from uh, the northeast of England, a place called Durham. Okay. I was, I was studying at the time, but I've, I've you know, always, always did music my entire, well, most of my adult life at least. And then I was just playing shows all across the country, just playing in bars and pubs and, you know, doing the whole solo singer conquest. And then I always wanted to be in a band, but that opportunity never really presented itself for one reason or another. And then I was posting stuff on my own social media as every budding singer does. And then, yeah, I suppose one of my videos had been featured on this vocal feature page and the guys stumbled across it, which is still, every time we we tell someone the story, it's still amazes me and us that that even happened in the first place you know what are the chances and then for it to work out is even slimmer so they literally matt matt texted me and i was really keen i was like yeah this sounds great probably naively keen i was like this could be literally anyone trying to get me on a plane to america but (laughs) (laughs) but no i was i was really excited and then so excited that i actually yeah matt ignored my first message so i sent him another video that i had done and was like hey still Still here. Still, here. <laughs> um, still interested. And then Matt finally responded. And then we, we jumped on a phone call. We all just kind of chatted for a while about primarily what you guys had already done and what, you know, 
what was happening around the band already. And I got even more excited. And I think that put any fears of this being a waste of time to one side quite quickly. It was like, okay, you know, they got at the time a publishing deal on the table and they're talking to this person and they're doing this and they have all these songs already. So it was, it felt like a real opportunity at that point. And then I literally within about 10 days of that first intro, these guys booked me on a plane to LA and that was it. I like the story, but I'm also interested because obviously you pick up on the accent, but it'd be funny if they were like, yeah, this guy's from Durham, Ontario. That's like, that's just up the hop. Like, he'll, be, he'll, be here, he'll be here in no time. And then you like, they text yeah, you. Like, you're like, are you on your way? What's on the go? And then they'd be like, I'm from the UK. And then be like, oh, oh, sorry. We didn't mean to bother oh. you. Like that's. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Yeah. This is something that I, I've personally never publicly said about this story, but it's true. I can't wait. And, I was so over looking for this dang lead singer that once we found him and I was like, okay, he's got a great voice. All I just hope he's tall and yes. I hope that he's cool. And it turns out Mark is both. This dude's <laughs> got legs like a tall glass of milk. I mean, are, are you sorry, saying that? I asked him on the phone, how yeah, tall okay. are you? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he and did. he was like, I don't know, six four. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> So I'm just curious, like if you're saying that if he was in North Dakota, you'd you'd be walking up to him and being like, "Hey, man, you seem cool." Mark, yeah, I would. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That is that is how Joe operates. So that does that does make sense. And right? I probably would have received it better than Matt probably did. I mean, I was I was cool. I was I was nice, but I was just like, I don't he was, know. He was doing you. the fonds. He don't want to pretend like, "Hey, man," like you know, that's nice of you to come up to me. He was just kind of like, "Hey," like this is what it is. <laughs> No, I, I, try, I do the same thing. When I was 20 odd years old and walking up to people in like a Ontario, now I know it's not the same, but I'd be like, hey, I'm Tobin, I'm from Newfoundland. And Newfoundland, they're like, oh, you guys are super friendly, instant friendship. But then as soon as I was like, open my mouth a little bit more, I'm like, what are you at? They're like, all right, I don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. He got to go. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. But I, I read, and you can tell me if this is true, Matt, but kind of like me in a similar sense. I went to university. I was getting ready to do some courses, but I was mostly trying to skip class and do my own thing. Was that kind of what you were doing? Like, you know? Yeah, I really was. Yeah. So I, a funny story is that it was my second like attempt at college. Cause I tried to, I went to orientation for one uh, university in my hometown and they started, okay. talking, I was accepted. I was like ready to go. And they started talking about like the parking passes and all this like paperwork stuff. And I left and I was like, I'm not going to college. So, <laughs> so after that, because like, I just, I wanted to do music and that was like, that's too much. That's not what I want to deal with. I was in LA for a bit. You know, I had like 20 bucks the entire time. Um, but I went back to, yeah, to North Dakota and, you know, had, had a, I mean, I, I graduated and my grades were fine or whatever, but I was, I was usually skipping class and like, just, you know, holding up in my, in my dorm room, writing songs and learning how to play <clears throat> weird instruments. So I like those stories. I want to ask you a little bit about a deep diver uh, into this, but when you came from the UK, tell me yeah. that. Cause I know th it sounds great. It sounds like this thing that you were ready to go. You were up and running, but like, do you tell people, do you just leave without telling people or like, cause I, I'm, I believe someone has to convince you like, Hey, those guys over there in North Dakota is a fraud, man. It's a fraud. <laughs> yeah well that and that was definitely i think my parents first response so like have you spoken to these two guys and i was like yes yeah. i have and, but I, I am so lucky that i have such an amazing group of friends and family members around me that everyone has 
for the most part, my entire life being so supportive in, in what I've done in anything, but in, in music in particular. So I think when I was excited about the opportunity and I sort of mentioned that I'd spoken to the boys and I felt comfortable going over there and stuff that everyone else was like, you got to go do it. You have to go do it. And I did bring some backup just in case. I brought two of my friends over from the UK as well. <laughs> just in case anything went a bit south quickly, but that it, everyone made friends very quickly. But yeah, it was. It sounds like it would have been a hard thing to decide on, but you know, I was studying anthropology at a university, and uh, look, I enjoyed it. It was interesting to a degree, but I've always wanted to do music, and this just felt like one of those opportunities that just literally fell from the sky. And I would have been so stupid had I not taken it. And look, being from the UK and being in a band with two guys in the US. A lot of paperwork, as you can imagine. But, you know, we've we've managed to navigate that recently, which has been great. And um, it's part of the story. And, you know, I think it's made us be able to play shows in the UK primarily. And, you know, these guys have traveled and we've been all over the place. So whilst it's been difficult not being together all the time and COVID obviously happened, so that was like two years apart, which really sucked. It's all been worth it. And I wouldn't have done it any other way. I like that you say like on this, obviously, because like people will see that it sucked. But I'm sure there's a part of you that was just like, yes. I get to get to leave, and they're probably like, "Yes, we get to do things like you know." We <laughs> now, like the mu- the music side hurt, but then there's a personal side where it's just like, "Guess what? Now we can walk him because he's no longer here." And then when you go back home, you're like, oh, "This is how I, I talk get, over there." I get mocked all the time when I'm in the room. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Yurko, and I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I want to ask you, because of course, going into COVID and like you said about the two years apart, like... I know speaking to other bands and other acts, like it's a hard time because there are people trying to do Instagram live. There's the dilemma of like, okay, we're kind of in a pandemic. It's not always about me, but it's like, well, how are you making money? Like, how are you going to keep the band going? Some people go on hiatus. Like, tell me that whole mindset because, you know, he's gone. You two are still trying to figure out your end of the deal here. So like, how did you make it work? Because I believe you did do kind of an EP where you just kind of sample, like all during different parts of the world sampled together. But was there a point in time where you sat there and like, fuck, like what are we doing? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really good question. I think the the first answer is just like, yeah, because we know a lot of artists and bands too, um, who, you know, sort of like didn't make it through the pandemic, right? Like they, they broke up or they kind of, you know, reevaluated and, and went a different direction. But for us, like, there was never a question of like, is this going to continue? You know, we we're just like, we have to kind of weather this particular storm 
and obviously no one you know knows knew how it was going to end or like how long it was going to take but yeah it was like it was almost two years that we uh didn't see mark and, and the issue with that too is like he was in a different country and like literally not allowed to come whereas like i saw joe i mean a couple times not very many but a couple times during the pandemic and then so that was good and we were able to like record stuff but yeah there was no we just we couldn't be with you know all together you know we we thought at the sort of i guess near the beginning we were like you know we can do something with this still like even though you know no one's like we can't really make any money we can't play shows whatever else but you know we have time like every, that's the thing everyone had time and so we were like why don't we just try and like release something you know like what are we going to do if not that really because you know there was no there was no other like source of income and we weren't didn't have any other like plans i guess so we, we were just kind of sitting in our studios sending files back and forth for several months and yeah that was our, our big pandemic project i guess but it's interesting you say about it's not all about me because we did have that dilemma you know yeah. before we kind of embarked on that ep we're like does it is it insensitive to release music is it insensitive to try and promote something now people are dying all over the world this crazy thing is going on and then we just kind of had a, a, a flip of you know, a, a slight change of mindset. Thought, you know, people are craving something to make them feel good more than ever. So we just thought, you know what, let's just put something out. And we didn't really have any expectations for it. And it was very much kind of a, not a throwaway EP, but it was, you know, mainly acoustic stuff. And we were limited to what we could record with us being in different parts of the world and stuff. But we put something together that we're pretty proud of. And, you know, someone literally got uh, a thigh tattoo of the artwork and we're like, okay, well we, we touched a couple of people in a good way. So that, that was yeah, worth that's, it. that's when you, that's when you send like as a PR person, cause listen, that's when I come in and I'd be like, as your PR guy, super sick tech too, Kyle. And then as soon as they respond, you're like, lock them, lock them. Now. <laughs> like that person is that person got a tattoo of your album artwork. It's like, listen, they're going to come to your show and they're going to try to show it to you. And you're going to be like, please sh tell me it's on an elbow. It's like, no, it's on my arse. And you're like, <laughs> you're like that's okay. I want to, I, I did want to mention that. Like, I'll, I'll let you go there, like off, but like, I was a part of the help here. Look, this is my iTunes. I, I recently bought this, but it's the uh, lemon drop. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. I got, so Thank like, I, I, I bought that. I, you know, I, I am going to buy the other one. Relax. Like, <laughs> but I heard that the other day. And it kind of gave me vibes of now, way back when I used to work at when I was like sixteen or seventeen, Elvis isn't dead, and they're from like a U, they're a UK band. I I think it's Scouting for Girls. There you go. Oh yeah. And so I like them. And then when I went to my university stage, uh, picture this. Picture this was just mm. rising, and I love this. Yeah, I love that so as well. I'm I'm putting you up there with them because as soon as I heard it, I was like, I like I like the pop sound. I like that it's a little bit different. It kind of reminds me, like, listen, no offense to Ed Sheeran, love Ed Sheeran, but like certain songs, I'm like, okay, Ed, that's a little bit too pop for me. Bring it yeah. back to when you were like just starting off, but still love Ed. But I put you in that class where it's very distinctive, but you get like a good vibe and song of that. And the other side of that is when I think Joe, when you had your uh, mom listen in, I was like, it's like, oh, like she's she's trying so hard to be like, oh yeah, it's like I love it, and like I've heard this before, and you're like, no, you can't act like you've heard it before, and I'm just like, yes, don't make it worse, just tell him honestly, 
you preach us to be honest with you but as soon as you put on a song it's like oh my god yes i love it it's just like no just tell me if you like it or don't don't yeah. act that up. was really funny when we did that we we're like right yeah. it's gonna be staged to some degree but also yeah. be honest and yeah yeah they're like sing along we're like oh all right let's just <laughs> yeah I always wonder about that because there's points in time where you'll see someone on Instagram where it's like, I showed my boyfriend my song. And then oh, it's like, you, you know, instantly you'd probably play that three or four times. Like, all right, you better fucking like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But there's a point in time where I'd love it to just go off the rails where it's live. And it's just to like, I played my boyfriend this song. This fucking artist sucks. And it'd be like, that's actually me. <laughs> And be like ah and live and then, and then that's your promo yeah. that's what i would do because then more people i mean that is like, yeah, that's a way better idea. Yeah, yeah yeah we should do that because that's been that's been hard for us like you know yeah. being you know in our late 20s early early 30s like this whole new wave of music promotion and stuff is like pretty alien to us and you know you kind of you have to join in it's to some degree and it's kind of been like like those you know reaction videos but whilst it's, it is fun to do that stuff like we're a band you know we don't yeah. want to be really doing those kind of videos but we also realize that unfortunately that's just kind of part of the game these days yeah i think it's easy to hop on a trend and sometimes it's like I, i'll be the first one to say like i'll see a trend i, I think they ended one with this year at 2022 and they had the guy it's like that concludes the season for 2022 and i really wanted to jump on that to, to show what i did in 2022 but it was like you know, the world juniors was on, I'm Canadian. So I love talking. And then I was like, I was like, man, I don't even have enough time to edit this together. And then when I scrolled the next day and seen every goddamn person doing it, I'm like, good. I'm out of that trend. It's like, I, I, skipped the trend. I feel good. But sometimes you just got to start a trend. Like you have a very distinct combination here. Maybe you should do like a trend where it's like UK versus US or like, this is the stuff that like, this is how we say things. This is how they say things or yeah. And like people will eat that up too, and they'll be like, "Okay, I like their content, but what else do they do?" And then like, "Oh, they do music. Okay, let me check out the music. Oh, right. I'm yeah. gonna download that. You know, there you go. There I, you go. There my community, my this degree came in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you guys a little bit about your new song. Like, tell me a little bit about it, how it came to be, and the whole process of that. Because I know when artists release new music, they're real amped up to see how it does. They're really excited to promote it, but I feel like me when it comes out with a new episode, I'm like, oh God. I was like, I kind of hope people just like it. And they're like, I hate this host, but I love the guest. I'm like, all right, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, driving back home, we did, uh, when was that? We started that. It was June 2019. We started it. There we go. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, all that song and like kind of all the upcoming releases are like sort of we've been sitting on so many songs so and we're just excited to to be able to get some out there so that one uh we started in la with uh, a guy named a producer called mighty mike um and he also was the guy who uh worked with us on like uh on the first three singles lemon drop and and come my way in second thought and um we were just kind of i mean a few days uh, like that week i think we went over to his place and just you know uh worked on some ideas and that one came together kind of with the basis of that like mandolin violin sort of pizzicato riff we sort of workshopped it and i think we had the the bones of it and then we had a chorus that i don't know how you guys felt about it at the time but i like it wasn't doing it for me and i was like this is a great song but the chorus is like 
really lacking and sort of ruins the whole thing. And so we left the studio, went back, and I think I woke up at like, you know, 3 a.m. or something. Just, I was like, I got, there's got to be a better chorus. So I like scrapped the whole chorus and wrote just an entirely new one. And then I showed Mark and Joe when they woke up, you know, five hours later. <laughs> I wake up way too early, but, uh, and they loved it. So we were like, okay, amazing. Like, let's, let's get back in the studio, cut that. And so, yeah, so then we had a demo uh, with Mike. And, you know, part of the problem, I guess, of, you know, again, being a, you know, international band is like, when we're not in the same place at the same time, it's hard to like, you know, I'll be in LA at, at like at the, with the same producer at the same time yeah. and, and schedule things. So with that one, I was like, well, I bet I could sort of reproduce it. So we used a lot of like Mike's sort of the bones of, of what he had, uh, his ideas. And then kind of, yeah, just redid it, uh, re-recorded kind of everything. That's pretty that's much it. it. Yeah. And then we, and then we more, more recently, because we, even after we had a version, we kind of, again, sat on it for a while. And then I think we were, we were driving either up to North Dakota or back from North Dakota or something. And, and we kind of had the idea to do this project as a whole and drive you back home, you know, kind of being the, the first episode of this seven episode mini series, musical mini series that we're doing. Um, it just, it made sense to be the opening single, I think. And it's, it's a bit of a different turn to what we've put out in the past. You know, I think the instrumentation is still very much us with the strings and the harmonies and the big chorus and stuff, but we, you know, it, it's a bit darker, which we liked. And it just felt like a really good start to this project. And then we, we had this song and then, all the other songs besides I think one or two already existed in some format from honestly like years ago. And then we just thought, huh, if you put these together in a certain order, they actually all make sense as one yeah. cohesive story. I mean, Matt rewrote some lyrics to a few bits and pieces and stuff, but, but yeah. And then we just got really excited about it. And then we thought, let's just, let's just do it. And that's one thing we've been very good at kind of over the past, I'd say year or so in particular, not really waiting for anyone, just, putting our mind to it and just doing it. Yeah. And that's what's out pretty, pretty well so far. I don't think I've asked Ax this one before, but I'm just intrigued because like when you're saying that you had certain songs that you're sitting on and then when you're saying, okay, this is the song we released. Now, sometimes when you got a label behind you, they kind of dictate which kind of songs. Like I, I grew up in the 90s, so I grew up with like Backstreet Boys and Sync, and now you see them kind of do podcasts where they talk about that stuff. And I think it's interesting because it might have been in the Backstreet Boys documentary where they mentioned like the song "I Want You Back." I think it was that one, um, but they ended up going with "I Want It That Way." Or it was it was one song, but Nick really wanted this one, and then the label chose this, and the label ended up getting it right, even though the other song was fine. But like when you're saying, "Okay, this is the song we're going to release. This is the one we felt comfortable in." Like, how do you kind of come to those terms? Is it like a come to Jesus meeting where three of you, like you know, one guy's like, actually? I don't like it. And then they're like, all right, we got to fucking like fight each other. And then whoever wins gets the last say. So that's why yeah. that's what it would be like if it were, I had a band of brothers. I can imagine the Jonas Brothers do that, where it's like Nick comes out on stage, be like, all right, this is the song we released. It's like, what's wrong with your eye? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, that's a that's a great question because, you know, you I mean, I've heard you know, dozens of stories like that. It's like the artist wants something, the manager yeah. wants something, the label, the public, everyone, you know, has different sort of uh, in, investments. Um, but I think, you know, with us, it's always been like, there's never, we never vote 
because the idea is like we all need to be equally excited about whatever it is. Um, and like a great thing for us now is like we are we do have the freedom and sort of the, the creative control to make those decisions on our own. Right. So like I, you know, I'm sure if we were releasing sort of this project, these seven songs, like on a major label, I don't think it would fly because it's sort of like a, yeah. you know, it's sort of like a, a mixtape because, you know, they're all from different times, like written at different times. And the genres are sort of, it's a lot of like different vibes. You know, there's like sort of a rockish one. There's like an Afro pop type one, lots of different like influences and stuff. And they're not like necessarily cohesive, uh, you know, sonically. I mean, they all sound like us, but we wanted to make it, you know, sort of uh, a sampling, you know, of all kind of what, what we like and what we can do. So I would say we just always make sure that all three of us are like buzzing about whatever we're putting out. You know, like there's my example I always say is there's uh, one song that we released that I had written like the verse for and, and thought it was done. And Mark was like, that's still like the verse could be better. So I like wrote another verse and he's like, I still think the verse could be better. And I think I did that like, I don't know, three, four or five times. And then, you know, we finally hit on the right one and we were all we were like, you know, that's it. So we're never, you know, we never are like, I guess, precious about our own ideas. We're just like, you know, whatever the best idea is, that's what we're going to do. You know, I've, we've all like had ideas and reworked them and thrown them away and whatever else, because, you know, the worst thing is like, if we had to, if let's say I loved some song and refused to change it and Joe and Mark were like... I guess, then like, they've got to play that. They've got to sing that. And they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be excited about it. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know you're thinking who doesn't, but ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors, activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn, Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. I want to ask you like kind of an interesting topic, a little bit off the music side of things, but like we mostly did that. But do you remember, say, the best compliment or worst compliment as a band or as an individual that you received? I bring it up because we're trying to humble people. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always good to stay humble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna I, listen. I'll toss one out, and you can tell me if it's an insult or compliment. But like, if someone came up to me today and it's just three of you guys, and they didn't know the history, right? I'd be like, man, look, there's Luke Combs, there's Tyler Hubbard, and there's that guy from Picture This. Is it Jimmy or Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone would just be like, I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. I'd be like. Okay. I'm like, I don't know if I'm insulted that you don't know those three names or you're insulted that you don't know this band. Like, come on, what's, I gotta leave. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> That's a good one. I, 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 so there was one, so we did a, a TV show in the UK back in 2021. And it, look, it was, it, it was a good opportunity. It was good exposure. The TV show bombed and it was, you know, it didn't, 
it did not go as well. I mean, we did great. I mean, yeah. but but the show itself didn't quite take off in the way that we. Man, were like, are you reading a review for my podcast? Because that's what it sounds. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> <laughs> and and then after we played, you know, there was a bunch of Twitter comments about about us and i will say you know 90 percent were were really positive but there was a few really funny ones you know there's some saying like just a budget mumford and sons that was one that really stuck with me um, <laughs> oh, i love mumford yeah. and sons though <laughs> yeah i know so which is which is kind of doubly insulting because we love mumford and sons and we definitely have you know some similarities especially like with the instrumentation like, i guess yeah but like we're also not really mumford and sons whatsoever like we're way yeah, yeah. more pop than that so i was like Pick a better comparison, at least. <laughs> yeah, there was there was one uh, one like tweet or something, and it was it said something about how you know the lead singer was just a pretty face, and the other guys were like clearly doing all the work or something. And I was like, how do you? And I was like, that's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was surprised that they were able to you know figure that out just from uh, a <laughs> TV appearance. That's when you go back. That's when you go back in the room, and then you you sit down. Like you wake up early, obviously. Like you say at three in the morning, you're like, right, "Is that actually true?" <laughs> that's right. Now, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. I'm all in my head. <laughs> yeah, my I mean, that uh, whether it's an insult or a compliment is that we look like Tyler Hubbard, <laughs> and Luke Combs, and Ryan Hennessy from Picture This. That's you know that's what. That's what you have to do. Like I know when you're talking about Instagram and trends, like I see ones all the time, and all it takes is for one to just, you know, it, like it's like one bad date. Once you have one bad date, the rest of them, that's what you remember. So like sometimes you go on Instagram and it's like, do you like Fallout Boy and John Mayer? I'm like, yeah, separately, not combined. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like right, check me out. I sound like both, and I'm just like, you sound nothing like them. And now you ruined it for me for every time I see an ad like that. But that's, yeah, if yeah. it came across my Instagram where it's like. I'm Luke Combs, I'm Tyler Hubbard, and I'm the guy from Picture This. I'd be like, no, they're not. But it's like, but we could be. And I'd be like, oh, yes, <laughs> click. Let me yeah, listen. Right. Follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd instantly be like, okay, gotcha. But you'd, you'd hook people, but then you're opening yourself up for someone to be like, not even close, boss. And then there's be someone be like, I'm so glad I checked this out. Like, it, you got to dwindle yeah. it, the good with the bad. Rough with, rough with the smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to end it off with a fun game here of random questions. So it's from a random question generator. I have no control over this, but again, feel free to tell me to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> so the first random question here is who in the band is most likely to rage quit? Like just one day say, fuck you guys. I'm done. Probably. Yeah. Really? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 Unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I'm not even going to attempt it because like this this is the part where then like two weeks later it's like band breaks up because they were on total. <laughs> <laughs> um, who in the band is the most pickiest eater? Like if you go out somewhere, they're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can see that. You know, listen, I'm, 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 I'm genuinely surprised Mark, by that. Well, Mark's okay. Mark's not a picky eater, but Joe and I are really not picky eaters. Yeah, yeah and I'm oh, really, really not. Yeah, that's true. Mark so, will eat anything. I will. We will eat 
anything. Yeah. I'll eat yeah. anything but tripe. I'll eat, but I'll eat tripe. Yeah. So yeah. he's the least picky. <laughs> Sorry. You're so, no, 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 that's okay. This he's is... not picky, but he's the pickiest. Yeah, fair. I mean, that is, yeah, fair enough. He, he's going to be up now at three o'clock in the morning going, oh my God, <laughs> this is how I get kicked out of the band. This is how I get kicked out. No. I'm of octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is the most likely to fall head over heels in love with a fan? I mean, it's definitely Mark. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Mark loves falling in love. That's his favorite yeah. thing. He loves love. Okay. Love's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Honestly, I love that we have that in this group. <laughs> yeah. I will be, you know what? I will keep my eyes and ears open for the next time a song comes out by Reigns and it's a little bit more sad and depressed. I'm like, oh man, who broke his heart? Who did it? <laughs> Disclaimer, yeah. I have a lovely girlfriend who I'm very much in love with. Okay. Good, okay. <laughs> All right, that's good. all right. That's good. If anything bad happens, we know why. No, I'm just kidding. Who do you think spends the most hours on video games? Probably, probably me. Yeah, probably me. I'm not like none. None of us are big gamers, but I mean, again, if we were play to, FIFA, I play FIFA. Yeah. You know, a bit of Call of Duty every now and again. I think as well because there's probably a little bit of ADHD in all of us. I think um, that definitely helps because you know when you're when when you're in a band and you're trying to you know. You're running your own business, and you're always wearing so many hats, and you're always thinking about new things and how we do this and how we do this. And it's just kind of nice to find something that switches your brain off, even momentarily. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, who who is an artist that you guys would like to collaborate with? I think we all have different answers, don't we? Yeah. Mine's John Mayer for sure. I'm trying to think. All of mine are like dead. Well, I guess you know what, Kate, Kate Bush, she's still alive. Okay, she's, I love okay. her. Um, I'm gonna go with. I like Ernest, who is not in the pop world really at all. He's like a country, primarily a songwriter, but he's got a really good solo project, and he just he's has a bunch of bunch of hits under his belt. I really like him a lot, and also really like Lainey Wilson, who is very country. Okay. Um, she's got a lot of twang, but I think she's got one of the coolest. She's just one of the coolest artists right now. That's that. Those are my two picks: Lainey Wilson and Ernest. See, this is where my Ellen moment comes in, and I just like click on the link, and then all of them just <laughs> pop up on the bottom of the screen. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but except like one of you were supposed to pick like Luke Combs, I'd be like, "Oh, sorry, Luke. Oh, shit." Yeah, sorry. They didn't pick you, Luke. Oh, shit. And then he'd be like, "I'm still here. I'm still in the chat." I'd be like, "Oh, god damn it. Remove Luke." Like <laughs> uh, the last question I have: What are some things that you think you differ on together? Like if you're all out in public. And you see something or you hear something and you're like, man, like I would definitely have a different opinion on that than this guy in the band. It's a great question. Mm. It's almost like, what would break the band up? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, you don't like salt and vinegar Pringles? Fuck. How did you even get here? There's hmm. definitely a few, like things we differ on. I'm just trying to think what would kind of be like a real. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're all very like minor things. I think like, you know, food and well, I guess sometimes even our, our musical like opinions are pretty similar like yeah. it's we, it's rare we, that mark will be like i love this song and i'll be like that's i hate that song you know that's trash turn it off <laughs> although matt does hate a lot of songs <laughs> like he's he's a critic you know I but do, it yeah. is a lot of respect in that hate yeah um i, I do my homework I, lo I love a lot of songs him and right? i sometimes disagree that's on true. like you know but it's like it's always fun you know yeah. Like we'll never hate each other because of it. 
<laughs> that that would be like that would just be like the oasis moment where I think uh, see, Matt Healy, yeah, Matt Healy from like 1975 made a yeah. comment recently where he's like, "How are you brothers?" And just not at any point in your lives just go like, "Hey, I know we hate each other, but there's a lot of people out there that would just like to hear us." Like, yeah, no one yeah. like, I, and he had and he had a great quote. He's like, "No one's going to see a Liam Gallagher concert." No one's yeah. going to see a flying whatever, like whatever his fans. Like flying flying yeah. 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 They that wouldn't rather go to an Oasis concert. And I'm like, that's damn, true. that's a nail in the goddamn coffin right there. Yeah. Like you gotta put your differences but, aside, guys. But then you know what the funny thing is? Is if both of them went on a separate podcast and they're like, We fucking hate Matt Healy. And I'd be like, There you go. There's that the common denominator. Like, there you go. That bring, that brings you together. And then Matt Healy'd be like, I knew it would work. And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Reigns for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening, and good night. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.